It is the uh, 8 o'clock hour of the morning show here on a Friday, the 23rd of June. We are well into summer now. Day, uh, I think, full day number two of summer is underway. Felt like it yesterday as we got into the uh, upper 80s inland, 89 officially at the airport. My house was a pleasant 70, 72. Maybe. I heard you, you, yeah. you got finally up over 70. Huh? Yeah, it was nice <laughs> for a change. I mean, wow. it's been 50s, 60s all week long, and you folks have been sweltering over the hill. But Well, I was up in a couple of harbors yesterday, yeah. and uh, coming back was in the 70s, and once I headed up Glenwood to uh, hit the old Gene Duluth Road yeah. to the Martin Road to get on home, 88 all the way home. Wow. 88. Didn't yeah. didn't budge. No. Uh, there was one dip that I went through. It went down to 87, okay? Mm. Oh, it's yeah, it's pretty. They, uh, officially, I guess it uh, was 89 in 89, Duluth. the official yeah. high. It was just short of the record. The record was 94, so five degrees short of the record yesterday. Well, I heard you talking to that fishy guy. Oh, yeah, Rick. <laughs> and he said it was 91 at his at house. At his house, yeah. yeah. I suppose it depends where you are and... Or kind of sunny, or not well, sunny. my vehicle said eighty-eight, and yeah. that was that That's was pretty it. close. Usually, they say pretty good. And I pretty good. Got home about six thirty, and right. and we uh, we did pack up the little guy and went out on the <laughs> lake there for a while. What your boat is in? The boats. <laughs> Holy cow! Look at that. I know it's only the twenty-third of June. Well, it. Neil's got his boat in. I got it in. Uh, <laughs> let's see, Wednesday, oh, okay. Wednesday night, we got it in. So. <laughs> Very good. But it, well, enjoy it. It sounds like you'll have. Uh, well, maybe not this weekend. It sounds like rain all weekend long. But well, it'll be fine. I have to go out to uh, Gonvik, Minnesota, on Saturday. Oh, all right. For a, a celebration of life, uh, a good friend, uh, Ron Edibald, passed away. Ron was the founder of Mrs. Olson's Lefsa. Really? Yeah. And, My goodness. Uh, he was 83 years old, and uh, wow. uh, uh, a few of us are going out to his right. uh, celebration of life. And uh, they used to come to Duluth a, a lot for some of the events, and that's what, you know, Gonvik's out nor- about 60 miles northwest of Bemidji. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a hike. It's right off the, right yes. off the Red Lake, uh, right okay. off Red Lake there. Uh, that's where I'm headed Saturday. Very good. So, uh, so I won't be around to uh, enjoy the rain. Well, I'm sure I'll be enjoying rain. Uh, <laughs> no matter where you go in Minnesota, there, so yeah. apparently it's gonna yeah. it's gonna rain. But uh, <laughs> so I was uh, I'm I'm gonna try to get uh, a couple of my friends to uh, come on the show here. Yeah, and uh, one is an experienced uh, deep sea diver. Really, we talk about this submarine. Yeah, that, that end uh, didn't turn out like it, no. everybody was hoping it would. But And then I've got a couple of friends of mine that served in the submarine corps ah. in, in the Navy. I was going to try to get uh, yeah. one or two of them on board just to talk about uh, the depths and uh-huh. uh, the dangers yeah. and the the pressure that's there. And if, if as what they suspect, that yeah, that uh, submersible or submarine or whatever you want to call it imploded. Right. Uh, it was instantaneous. Right, death just for those the pressure people. too much to hold, and it just goes. Something, <laughs> something, right. uh, yeah. something went wrong because they'd been down with that uh, uh, machine a number yeah. of times down really? in those depths. That deep? Okay. Oh yeah, they'd gone down and around the uh, 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 the ship there, the yeah. Titanic, a number of times, and they were charging people two hundred fifty thousand wow. dollars a pop. So they were down, uh, I think this was a couple of years ago, where they lost contact with them for an hour and a half, and then they really? came back up, and it was just fine. Huh. So uh, so they're 
obviously going to find out what went wrong here, right. whether there was a, a breach or a crack in one of the windows or somehow it became yeah. uh, depressurized and uh, the outside pressure, boom. Wow. Something else. A lot of people talking about they were uh, didn't want to go down with them anymore. They were not happy with the way the thing was constructed and yeah. all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, there's so. going to be all kinds of... Uh, so there was a game show control or something uh, that's usually found in a game well, gaming outfit. But There's going to be a lot of armchair uh, quarterbacks sure. here yeah. and uh, people claiming this and that until you get the official word when they investigate it. Apparently, those types of... Uh, machines or submersibles or whatever are controlled by a little device like that that yeah. uh, looks like one of those game-type deals. <laughs> right. But when you see the guys flying the drones... Same kind uh, of deal, it's sure. It's the same. Uh, mm-hmm. Militarily, they're uh, thousands thousands of miles away, and they have a little toggle deal where they're right. moving the drone around and flying it around electronically. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if the controls are the issue. It's obviously yeah. something else with the the hull or the uh, the hardened glass or what the viewing yeah. stuff. Something went awry and that thing, you know. I it, heard it this morning out. what the pressure was like down there, and I forgot what it was. It was thousands of pounds yes, per square inch, no, and it's just unbelievable. Yeah, if uh, and you know, I talked to people that have done. Uh, deep dives mm-hmm. and and their their mixture of oxygen, nitrogen, and some of the other gases, right. and when they come up, it takes them longer to come up be, right. because you they're adjusting. Suddenly, right? If you come up too suddenly, then of course you get the bends, and mm-hmm. you might have to be in a in a chamber Jeez. for days, yeah. or it could kill you. Okay. Yeah, the pressure down there is it's insane. Well, I'd know. rather stay at uh, well, sea level. You know, yeah, I don't I, care I, to go way was, down. Uh, I don't care to go way up. Either. I saw a, uh, <laughs> I saw a thing on the thing uh, the other, the other <laughs> night. I was sitting at home and I, and it was a a graphic. And as you scroll through the graphic, you're you're getting deeper and deeper in the yeah. water, and it's showing you the types of organisms that are ah, living at that steps. depth and yeah. you're i mean once you get past where the titanic is you're getting down towards all the the the, the marinara trench whatever right, right, yeah. um it's not marinara is it <laughs> is it mariana mariana yeah, yeah something like that trench it's got a bunch of sauce in it we're taking yeah. pizza um <laughs> there's like i mean there's barely like barely anything can survive right. there yeah because because that pressure is just ridiculous mm-hmm. They do have, they have discovered, uh, whether it's a Mariana Trench or some of the others, uh, where there's some volcanic action going on. Yeah. They've found tube worms growing down yeah, there. That's, and, yeah. And then there's other critters yeah. that basically don't have any eyesight because yep. it's so dark down there. They don't have need little, it. little yeah. shiny deals right. and that sort of thing. Yep. And, they do find organisms living, <laughs> but they are far and few between. I yeah, think. and the ones that have, that are living, they've adapted to those conditions. Yeah. yeah. In some way, shape, or form, so they can survive. And if they come up to the surface, they blow up when they come up to the surface. Basically, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. They just stay down there. Yep. All right, Bruce Siski is here, and that means it's sports time. Go for it, Bruce. Weekend series for the Twins and Tigers, 540 tonight. Coverage at 5. Tomorrow, 530 pregame. First pitch, 615. Inside Twins, 1130 on Sunday, 1230 for the start time. Kenta Maeda, Joey Wentz tonight. Pablo Lopez and Reese Olsen tomorrow. Then Bailey Ober versus Michael Lorenzen on Sunday. 
The uh, Brewers are in Cleveland to take on the Guardians, try to do the Twins a solid this weekend and keep Cleveland further away from first place in the AL Central. 6 p.m. today, Wade Miley versus Shane Bieber. 3 p.m. tomorrow, Freddie Peralta versus Tanner Bibby. And then 12.30 on Sunday, Corbin Burns and Aaron Savali. Did the Reds play yesterday? Or? They did not. Okay. Uh, they host Atlanta this weekend. Right. So that's a head- yeah. marquee matchup in the National League. Their winning streak uh, hopefully will end this weekend. Well, we'll see. Yeah, the Atlanta's <laughs> very, very good. So. Okay. Uh, the Huskies are going to host Waterloo again tonight, 6.30 start time out at Wade Stadium. NBA draft, the Timberwolves take Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite, 19-year-old forward, 33rd overall. We'll see... Uh, more of a developmental prospect. We'll see what the Wolves can do with him. I'm sure we'll see him in Summer League coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, the Bucks, their first pick, Andre Jackson Jr. out of Connecticut at number 36. They took Chris Livingston from Kentucky, the last pick of the draft, at 58th overall. Vikings have 14 open training camp practices. Tickets available starting at 10 o'clock this morning at vikings.com. And the Men's College World Series are down to two Mm. in Omaha. The National Championship Series is a best of three. It begins tomorrow, LSU versus Florida. All right. Uh, The Bruce Siski Show this morning after 10 o'clock. What's going on, Bruce? The Ray Peterson Heritage Hockey Classic is at the Heritage Center on Monday night. Uh, The GMs are myself and Mm -hmm. Matt Wellens of the Duluth News Tribune. I have made the first pick. (laughs) It is the Hobie winner from 2020, defenseman Scott Prunovich. He'll play for Team Fanty, goaltended by Ryan Fanty. So you're giving it away early here. I thought you were going to save that for the show. We're giving it away on social media throughout the morning, and then we'll talk about it with Matt about 1040. Uh, Jeff Reuter of The Athletic joins off the top of the show, talks himself. Thank you, Bruce. Coming up on 821, the morning show continues after this. Dave Strandberg, Neil Atkins, back to the KDAL Morning Show. Early one morning, the sun was shining. I was laying in bed. Wondering if she'd changed it all, if her hair was still red. Robert Zimmerman for you this morning. Bobby. Bob Dylan. <laughs> and tangled up in blue. Mission Impossible actor Tom Cruise Ooh. filming, well, he does a lot of his own stunts, which I could never quite figure out. But How old is he now? He's I, in his I, 50s. He, he's getting up there, but he has just finished filming a rather dangerous motorcycle stunt on day one of filming the new Mission Impossible. Director uh, says... Uh, a lot of money would have been wasted if Cruz got severely injured or died on set. <laughs> the stunt yeah. involved Cruz riding a motorcycle off a cliff. I saw that. And then parachuting to safety while in freefall. Uh, the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning expected to be one of the biggest Hollywood blockbusters this summer. It'll be released on the 12th of July. So well, I'll that. tell you, I know he keeps in shape. His, <laughs> yeah. uh, his birthday is coming up. All right. July 3rd Ooh. will be his birthday. And he'll be? 61. Holy cow, really? Uh, he was born in 1962. And he's riding motorcycles off cliffs. Well, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> they have a little parachute well, on Well, certainly, of but, there, but still, that's a little dangerous. I saw the clip on that, the Did teaser, okay. and I'm going... <laughs> Yeah. Going, All right, and if you want well, to do well, that, you know, a lot of movies do this, but they have people that are paid to do that. Uh, you know, stunt people, that, and you know, some of the stunt people actually yeah. became stars themselves. Well, that's the true. Yeah, I think Chuck Norris started out as a stunt guy. As a stunt and, guy, yeah. But say, uh, you know, I'll tell you something. This, this poor hunter, not not our hunter down the, down the hall, yeah. at KQ, the weather guy, but Hunter Biden. Now, oh. now here's the deal. I. 
Now, he's, they're ballyhooing that he's getting off the hook because he's the president's son, okay? Now, he ended up getting charged with uh, not paying, uh, filing taxes or paying taxes for a couple of years there. And I, I don't remember what the dollar amounts were, but he'll be fined. There'll be penalties, right. interest, and it, it is a, a potential misdemeanor. Okay. So, so people are saying on the right, oh, that, that, that's terrible. You should be in prison for that. What's the problem here? Wait a minute. Didn't uh, I don't think Donald Trump paid all his taxes. Uh, well, he, he never got charged. Uh, right. He didn't get charged because right. uh, this guy's been charged. So he <laughs> uh, was obviously doing something that he shouldn't. But so here's, here's the deal. The owner of a Rochester auction business in Rochester, Minnesota, has been put on probation for failing to pay nearly $800,000 in taxes owed during multiple years. Nicholas Graves, 42 years old, uh, was sentenced Tuesday in Wabasha County District Court after pleading guilty to one count of failure to pay business and personal taxes from 2018 to 2021. 25 counts were dismissed. The judge uh, put Graves on probation for five years and ordered him to arrange for a plan with the state to pay the taxes he evaded. Now, this is Minnesota taxes, okay? Right, yeah. So all I'm saying is that what Hunter Biden ended up getting on this income tax deal Not is, is pretty much par for the course, yeah. unless it's a deliberate fraud mm. where you... Right. And on and on and on. So... Uh, you know, it's rare that I will defend uh, some of these folks, but the point of the matter is, is yeah. that a lot of people uh, get into this bind and uh, they they serve their probation time. If you break probation, you go to prison, and that if you do anything uh, out of the ordinary, so you've got to mind your P's mm. and Q's. Well, definitely, yeah. yeah. So there you have it. We all need to do that. Now on the gun on the gun violation charge, that's a whole nother matter, and uh, that's where some people are are uh, kind of oh. squinting their eyes at that one. But right. but the point of the matter is is that uh, usually they don't lock you up. They want you to pay back what you owe and uh, put you on probation and slap you in the back of the head. Remember uh, Maury Povich? Yes. He is coming out with his own at-home paternity test. Ooh. <laughs> paternity? Paternity. To know if you is are... He? If uh, you are not the father, it's called. Oh. That's his. That's his catchphrase, apparently, on You're his show. Yeah, he used to have a pretty. Yeah, th- he's not on anymore, is he? Uh, daytime TV host became famous. It doesn't say if he's still on or not, but I, I don't think so. Now Povich is selling a DNA paternity test called "The Results Are In," which includes instructions on how to take a DNA sample and send it to a lab. His company promising results in two to three business days with an accuracy of over 99%. Wow. And they say it's all confidential unless you want to spill the beans oh, as to whether you're the dad or not. <laughs> I, so, can, I can see an awful lot of problems yeah. there. Well, oh, yeah. true. And oh, yeah. There might be a lot of uh, for instance, well, folks sending they, in stuff that they're not aware well, of. For too. instance, she says, yeah. what do you want to know for? <laughs> Well, wasn't he one of the uh, hosts where they'd bring people on and they didn't know who the father was? Yeah, apparently and all that's of a sudden the deal, right. get the test results, mm-hmm. and there's the woman and the guy thinking that he's the father, he's not the father, and then they bring in the other guy and they all start duking it out. Oh, boy, uh, that so sounds like fun. That's how he got the idea. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a definite show. <laughs> Jeez, I've never heard one. Say, uh, uh, you know, speaking of uh, people either evading their income taxes or not paying them, Willie Nelson. Got nailed for millions really? of not paying taxes. Right. Here, here's the problem. 
uh, on some of these guys, uh, they get, like Willie Nelson playing concerts, they give them a check. They don't give them a W-2. Nah. Uh, or a 1099, they give them a check, and then no, they... Chuck Berry they, used to want cash. Cash. <laughs> and uh, later on, the, a 1099 probably from the promoter is yeah. generated, <coughs> and all of a sudden, you, you got the cash, <laughs> you spend it, right? Right, yeah. And so Willie ended up getting himself in a big bind, and he ended up paying yeah. a whole bunch of restitution and fines and penalties and all that jazz. They actually, it almost sunk him financially. There's a lot of people that have that issue, and I think a lot of it, you know, a lot of these guys give their finances over to somebody else to take care of. Well, generally, don't they don't realize they what's better. going on. Yeah, and especially hopefully. in the entertainment business, because right. most of the people are not too astute <laughs> on their own personal finances. Well, that's for think. sure, right, Dave? Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> if we're in that business, you ever been audited? Did no, you? no, thank goodness. Neil, audited? Yeah. No. Apparently the IRS is a little short of people now, well, so I'm I'm hoping that'll be. I the have case. A, accountants that I <laughs> that I always go through, and I I, I pay uh, you know the the yeah, money. Right. It's usually yeah. it's usually about nine hundred bucks a year to get yep. all the taxes yep. done. But yep. but I I'd, I'd rather have that surety if I ever am audited. They go clean. for yeah. me, yep. and I'm not going to go neck to neck with a with an auditor. I was a part time college student, part time radio announcer. Three years in a row, I got audited. Really? Wow. And uh, talked to Neil Humphrey. You remember Neil? Yes. What was the red flag for you? Um, Making I don't know. Too much? Too little? The fact little? that I once got audited, <laughs> they thought, well, we got to do it oh, again. And okay. again. Wow. But he, uh, he's, he helped me write a letter. And that was the last time I got audited. Oh, yeah. very good. Just took a, a reminder that. Hey, what do you want his money for? He doesn't have any anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I look back on my Social Security statement, and it, you can go back for the first time you actually paid uh, yeah. withholdings. Isn't that scary? And it was back when I was 16 years old at some bag and groceries, I think, at Target up there when they had an <laughs> Apple Bombs. Yeah. Wow. And oh, I looked yeah. at the, wow, the dollar amount that I made, and then there's the Social Security. Buck and a quarter an hour. And my, um, my first full-time active duty in the Navy and Dave, you'll appreciate this. Uh, I look back, and my annual earnings were thirty six hundred bucks. I was an E four, uh, 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 yeah. over let's see, an E four over two years. But E4. you got free meals. Well, oh yeah, sure. we got room meals and board, room and board, yeah. right? And, yeah. and, free, and free transportation wherever and they decided to send you, right? Cheap cigarettes and booze. And speaking of helicopters, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rick was talking about being in a helicopter, and I was sharing the story that. Uh, now, I never flew them, yeah. but uh, I certainly dealt with a lot of people. We, we would go to the uh, landing site, and we had all the medevac uh, helicopters that would oh, come in. Sure. They, would fly, oh, right. they would fly the wounded uh, out of Vietnam by uh, 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 C-130s C-130. up to Yokota Air Force Base in Tokyo. Been there. And then they'd chopper them down to us, the Navy and the Marines, to Yakuzco, which is right on the entryway to Tokyo Bay, and uh, we go out with uh, an ambulance bus, and uh, as corpsmen, mm. and uh, bring bring the wounded back, and then we disperse them in the hospital where they were supposed to be, uh, and so so I I got to know some of the chopper pilots, and then quite a number of the guys who were wounded had been on helicopters or had been evacuated from the battlefield or sure. the bush. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talk to him about it. But so I'm going to UMD. So I'm back home. I'm all done with everything. And I'm going to UMD. And I took a geology cat. And I really liked geology. 
and uh, it's earthy. Uh, it is earthy. So I took a jolly <laughs> kind of a rocky class. course, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. yes. And a part of that class was a lab that we had to go to a lab and learn more in depth, handle the rocks. It wasn't a big lecture hall. We had maybe fifteen people in the lab, and the guy that was our instructor, he was uh, studying for his master's degree. So he was the instructor, and they paid him a stipend. Well, he'd been in Vietnam in helicopters, and he would rappel down a line with a zip uh, 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 handle, go down, rappel down the line into the jungle canopy, and go down into onto the ground. And he had a slideshow that he showed us all this, and it was just amazing. And he goes, I, I said, so... What do you think about that now? He said, I don't think I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and not knowing what you're getting into. I mean, obviously, they're going down to get behind the enemy lines and that sort of thing. But uh, that was quite quite my, interesting. My wife was graduating from nursing school. Well, we weren't married then. She, my girlfriend was <clears throat> getting ready to graduate. Three-year nursing course in Minneapolis. And... Uh, she started getting letters from the Army, Air Force, Navy. Recruiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they wanted her to be she a She would have been an officer. Oh, my brother at the time was a major in the Reserves, Air Force. Oh. And he was on her, too. Do it. It's great. It's great. What do you think, Dave? Should mm. she have done it? Uh, well, it wouldn't hurt. It depends how many years, I guess. Exactly. It would have been three or I don't know. Four. Well, normally, uh, the, well, depending on the uh, Army, Air Force, uh, Navy, it would be for a commissioned officer. Yeah, it would have been a four-year stint. But as okay. a, uh, oh. a registered nurse, uh, she would have come in as an ensign, and then she would have been a uh, that's the lowest, lowest, uh, and then uh, then a lieutenant, and then you go up uh, up the line uh, yeah. uh, on that. But anyway, uh, uh, there's an ensign, and then there's uh, now in the army, there's a second lieutenant and lieutenant. And the second lieutenant would be equivalent. Of an ensign or in the Air Force, a second lieutenant would be equivalent of an ensign entry level on the commission side. And uh, the doctors came in as captains, if I remember right. No, they, well, in, in the, the Air Force, in the Air Force, and yeah. that's that's equivalent of right. a, a, a full lieutenant yeah, in the lieutenant. Navy. Okay, yeah. Whereas a captain in the Navy is equivalent of a full colonel mm-hmm. in the Air Force. Oh, so, I see. Okay. so most of the uh, all the nurses that uh, were stationed with me, they were all. Uh, regular lieutenants had as as a as a captain in the army or the air yeah. force, and uh, and then there were the command people that were in charge, you know, and they had stuff on their shoulders a little <laughs> bit bigger than I just had the stuff on my arm. Ah, yeah. Yeah. we well, got to take a break. Actually, we got a phone call. We should get to first. Hi, who's this? It's my wife. Hey, good morning. This is Tom. From it's Port Tom Wayne. from Port Wing. Go ahead, Tom. Tom, what's yeah, going I, on? I. Oh, well, I strongly disagree with you, Neil, on this. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, or, uh, you know, an alien. It doesn't matter. What uh, Hunter Biden did was so wrong, and many a person has gone to jail for a whole lot less. $17 million that uh, he just forgot to pay taxes on. Now, well, that's true. We, we were trying to figure out the dollar amount there, Tom. We were trying to figure out the dollar amount. So this guy down in uh, uh, the Rochester area, old Nick there, uh, he only he only defrauded the government on, uh, well, actually, he didn't pay 800000 in taxes. So what did Hunter owe on that $17 million, do you know? I don't know exactly, but I'm sure it's he owed something. Sure. And uh, but part of the reason why they they didn't want to uh, go any further with it is because 
his father is implicated in that uh, money. And the IRS whistleblower has not given up. I would say this is not over until it's over. I mean, guys like Al Capone uh, got caught on taxes, and many Hollywood star and uh, people who've made a lot of money who forgot inadvertently to pay their taxes, which I think people should pay your taxes. If you owe it, pay it. But if you have, if you made $17 million uh, and you think you're above the law and you're above paying taxes, think again. And that's why he should be marched off to jail. Uh, there's, there's no excuse for it. <clears throat> and I don't care if you're a Democrat and, and, or a Republican. You should be offended by the fact that we all have to pay our taxes. I pay mine, and I pay every darn penny of it. And if I had inadvertently forgot to pay on $17 million, I'll, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be calling you right now. I would be in a federal penitentiary. Well, we'd be uh, have visiting rights for you there, Tom. Oh, that's true. So, so Tom, here's, here, this is the funny thing about all this and how, how bizarre it is and how they can shuffle things around. And I, I, I tend to agree with you on the Hunter Biden story. There's more to this than we're being let to know. But remember when Mitt Romney ran? All the crap they gave yes, him, do. all the crap they gave him that he didn't pay enough taxes, they thought, because it wasn't earned income. And they just gave him so much guff. And it turned out they all of a sudden they looked at him and how much money he donated. He donated over 10% of his income to causes. He tithes over 10% of his income to the church. And then his opponent hardly donated anything. And it was just amazing the guff they gave him because obviously he's a Republican and a businessman. Isn't that something? And he did well, nothing he, illegal. Did nothing illegal. Uh, and, it, you know, the greed factor there, Tom, it's interesting. The $17 million that he didn't pay taxes on, isn't it a greed deal? How much more money do you need to make than uh, you look well, at something? I guess some, you could go back to uh, what uh, John Rockefeller said when they asked him, how much is enough? He said, just a little more. Yeah, yeah that's the greed. <laughs> right. That's the greed. And so exactly. what do you, uh, it's, it's amazing to watch. Watch this unfold. Right. How much more do you need? You know, we got to go. It's eight forty-one. We'll be right back. Surfing USA with the Beach Boys. Surf is not up today. We've got a northwest wind at about nine miles an hour. Oh. Lake is looking pretty glass-like today. So. Well, it was smooth, I'll tell you, yeah. this morning when I got up and came down and saw it. That'll change again over the weekend. Northeast winds gusting to 30 miles oh, an hour expected be, uh, tomorrow. It's going to be windy, okay. <laughs> uh, here you go. A couple of rich people might be duking it out. Uh, apparently, it'll be a Musk versus Zuck, the cage match. Elon Musk challenging uh, Mark Zuckerberg to a fight after making some snarky comments on Twitter about Meta's latest statement about launching its sanely run microblogging competitor to Twitter. Elon Musk responded with, I'm sure Earth can't wait to be exclusively under Zuck's thumb with no other options. Then he added, I'm up for a cage match if he is. To which Zuck responded, send me the location. So... Well, those guys, we uh, those guys look like they're in pretty good shape, so it'll be interesting to see them do a little smackdown. Zuckerberg has been studying Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but Musk <laughs> says he's perfected a move called the walrus, where he says he just lies on his opponent and does nothing. 
So it's a tough call. Who I might think have what the they <laughs> I think what they need to do is uh, do get those big sumo wrestling suits. <laughs> there you go. And try to and, push each other out and, of the ring. And and do that <laughs> and do it good. Now I, I got to tell you when when I ran for mayor. Now this is in 1995. David Wheeler was one of the opponents, All right. and we both got knocked out in the primary. Gary Doty <laughs> and Herbergs and became ah, the, the guys who went out to the general election. And Gary Doty won. Well, uh, both David and I, we we had some campaign debt, so we were given uh, uh, Andy Andy Borg down at Grandma's uh, had the sports garden, mm-hmm. and they had a big ring down there, oh, sure. and we did an event down there. David and I in sumo wrestling suits. <laughs> Tom Sullivan, who had Karate North here, was the mm-hmm. referee. And we went and did a sumo against each other. And these wow. are the big blow-up suits. Right. And we tangled around and we <laughs> threw each other down and we couldn't get up. And then they had to help us up. And we had one heck of a good time. And uh, wow. and I've, I've got photographs. It was, it was the most fun thing of the whole damn campaign, I'll tell you. <laughs> I can imagine. Both so. of us floss. At least we went out. In, in a blaze of fun yeah. and tomfoolery, to say the least. I'm trying to imagine you in a big white diaper. Well, no, no, no. These were big blow-up oh, suits. Oh, it was a whole suit. You didn't it, just you, wear you, you had, We had the bandanas <laughs> on our heads, ah. and it was a big blow-up suit. So, so you'd you bump each, each other, each other yeah. and if you fell down, you can't get up. Ah, cute. And so we uh, we went around and did that, and we had a great time on it. That's so only fun. It was a media. We had the media there, so there's probably some footage somewhere. Uh, who won the election? Gary Doty that year, 1995. Oh, yeah. Did you run against him? They were runners-up yeah. on the, the primary. Yeah, we were runners-up. Yeah. Yeah. Gary's taller than you. As a sumo guy, he could have beat you easy. Well, this <laughs> yeah. was David Wheeler, not Gary Doty. Yeah. David and I were the, you know, didn't make it through the primary. Right. And uh, we, we raised a little money to help pay off our campaign debt, and we had, uh-huh. to, we had some fun with it. That's good. And I can't was, keep up with you, too. <laughs> I know. There you have it. I All pay, right. Pay attention. According to U.S. News and World Report, the city, uh, the best places to live in the U.S. Which one? City. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Really? And you've got to be a Packer fan, though. Well, That's not a... necessarily, but okay. uh, let's see. According to the publication, they used a variety of factors to determine the ratings, including affordability, education, quality of life, job market, and desirability, and how good your football team is. Well, I'm just making so, yeah. that up. Right. Uh, number two <laughs> on the list after Green Bay, Wisconsin, Huntsville, Alabama. Of all really? Places. Huntsville. Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina coming in third. Hmm. I'm looking to see who. We've got about a bunch of cousins in the uh, Raleigh, Durham area there. I don't have oh. the full list. I wanted to see who was on the bottom of the list. But well, I think I can imagine. Uh, yeah. Let's see. what would, it would I bet you <laughs> one of the cities would be in New Jersey. Oh, ah, well, suspect. that could be, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was that one that they had to go in and uh, arrested uh, the entire city government and the state had to take over the community? <laughs> oh, they were so run by the mob and the oh, whole boy. the corruption was unbelievable. Oh, I can't remember the name of the town, oh. but it was in New Jersey. Huh. I saw a list of uh, <clears throat> Minnesota cities you don't want to live in. Yeah. And uh, I've lived in two of them. Oh, really? So, really? Which ones? <laughs> I'm not going to say. Oh, all right. Well, I, I lived down in St. Paul briefly when mm-hmm. I did an internship in the uh, Minnesota House of Representatives uh, back when I was in college. <clears throat> and uh, and then, you know, I basically lived up here. And then, of course, when I was in the military, I was stationed out in, down in Chicago, the Chicago area, Great Lakes Naval Base, and lived there uh, a couple different times and went into Chicago quite a bit. 
And San Francisco, I was stationed at Treasure Island for a while. I lived there for a while. And then I was <laughs> deployed over to uh, Yokosuka, Japan with the good old U.S. Navy. They flew me, never shipped me on the boats. They f- always flew me back and You're forth. You were in the Air Force? No, Navy. No, it's Navy hmm. of me. Yeah, see, they flew us commer- the first flight. I'll hmm. tell you, when they'd, when they'd uh, send you overseas, they'd, uh, it wasn't commercial airline. It was contract flights, yeah. okay? Yeah. And... Uh, well, the it takes airlines, forever to go by boat, so... Right. So yeah. the airlines were... Uh, you'd never heard of the name of the airline, but you had a big <laughs> equivalent of a DC-10. Ed's uh, airplane. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm in San Francisco, so we go to uh, uh, the Yokota Air Force Base, because you flew out of there, uh. and uh, we went up the coast to Anchorage, and, and then we stopped in Anchorage for them to uh, refuel on the whole works, and we left for a straight shot to Tokyo. And the plane was packed, and it had dependents on it. None of us knew each other, all of us Navy no. and Marines, and there was dependents on there with little kids. And uh, no <laughs> no uh, liquor service. Oh, oh no. That's and a long flight with no liquor. A long flight. And uh, babies crying, and all of a sudden babies uh, do you know boy. what sometimes. And you, you had the odor filter ah, through the aircraft. Oh, boy. And all of a sudden, we started to hit rough air, mm. and the plane is jilting and gyrating, and I'm sitting there going, my God in heaven, am I going to be in Davy Jones' locker <laughs> here Lord, on this deal? Yeah. Well, we finally get to Tokyo. It's in the, in the uh, uh, I don't know, it was at night, mm. and they had a bus there waiting for us, and so we took this bus. And it was a military bus, and we're driving through, and, you know, you're, you're dead tired. You, On the wrong side of the road. It was uh, a 10-, 12-hour flight from Anchorage. It was about a 6-hour flight from Frisco up there. So now we'd been in the air about 18 hours, and then the ground time, and now we're in Tokyo. The bus ride was four hours to get to Yokosuka, which was only oh, 60 God. miles away. <laughs> and I had no idea what to expect. I had these visions of Japan being this mystical place. It was bumper-to-bumper traffic, neon lights everywhere, <laughs> all the way getting down to Yakuska. And that was just, you know, we were exhausted. You slept for about, and they give you a, we, we check into these uh, temporary barracks, and it was just like, hey, just give me a bed somewhere. And, <laughs> and they asleep. drive on the wrong side of the road. That's right. Oh, that no. was amazing to oh, watch Oh, did that. I have trouble there. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to take another break. 851, it's the morning show on KDAL. Back to the KDAL morning show. It is 8.53, the morning show on KDAL. Bobby Rydell singing Volare. Volare. Wall Street opening with stocks lower again this morning. Ah, Bummer, bummer, bummer. (laughs) Some experts believe the markets have been under pressure since the Federal Reserve says there's likely to be two more rate increases coming this year. Yeah, they always like to throw a wrench into things, so... So, uh, uh, Dave, that's quite the floral bouquet shirt that you got. That looks like a Hawaii yeah, special. I put on the Hawaiian shirts maybe two or three times a year when we have nice weather. Yeah. That's about the only time. Now, did you, did you get that one in Hawaii? or No, I got this, at a, uh, I think, during the downtown sidewalk days. Oh, okay. At oh, yeah, Rag sure. Stop or whatever, they had them oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cheap. 
They're used, I think. Or I was uh, in in Hawaii on a, yeah. on a flight where we... Uh, Do they took... actually wear Hawaiian shirts in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sell them all over the place. And they make, there's some of them, they make them there. And oh, yeah. I bought one, not quite as... Uh, yeah, uh, I thought uh, this colorful was your crowd. Yeah, especially Vikings fans. Yeah, it's a little purplish. A little, there, yeah, purple and green. Bud Grant would wear that. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> he could. But the uh, uh, yeah, it was interesting. We did a layover there in uh, Honolulu. I went, had gone. A friend of mine and I had flown to Australia. Wow! And spent a couple weeks in down under there. Good. And on the way back, we had an opportunity to spend a few days. I'd never been to Hawaii before, so we were in Honol- Honolulu. And went up to Diamond Head, rented a car, went up to Diamond Head, zipped around and saw some stuff. Did you so walk all the way up? I rented a car and went, drove up to the deal, and there didn't go all the way to the top. And mm. then went to some beaches, and then uh, went out on uh, the U.S. Navy uh, uh, to the Arizona Memorial Site for the battleship Arizona, and Wonderful. that was <clears throat> that was one of the most touching. Um, uh, Events that I went, I mean, I went yeah. to a, I, I've been around the world to a number of places where there's memorials, but um, we were standing there and like there's part of the conning tower still above water and all that. Mm-hmm. Of course, the battleship, uh, Arizona, I think 2,500 men lost their lives in, in that. Yeah. And there's still many of them still entombed. And we were standing there and they're telling us about it. They had Navy folks there and there was oil seeping up. Still, yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's thousands of gallons. And they're of worried oil. about oh, the rust wow. down there. Yeah, if and, it all comes out at once. And hmm. so it, we saw that. And here on the deal was uh, all the names of the sailors and mm. Marines that went down, and from the admiral to the E1 or E2 right. seaman or the boot Marine, all these people. Uh, the admiral that was on the ship went down with it, along with uh, others, and all the names were there. And I just looked at that. And seeing the oil coming up, mm. and you were literally on a living memorial there. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was something else. Did you notice one of the names, and I think <clears throat> this guy's name would be in the lower right corner, uh, a big shot. Uh, his na- last name is Van Valkenburg. Hmm. And I knew Scott Van Valkenburg, who owned the bait shop up in okay. uh, Pike Lake. And I said, any relation? He says, oh, yeah, I think it's my great uncle. Oh, wow. Well. Well, that's wow. kind of cool. Brush yeah. with greatness. And oh, something else. It, it was uh, pretty somber, pretty mm-hmm. somber. And, you know, I've been out to the Vietnam Memorial in uh, Washington, D.C., and a, a good friend of mine is A lot of names on, on that wall, one, too, on yeah. The wall. And 50, what is it, 54, around 54,000 uh, mm. uh, men, and I think there were about two dozen women that died in Vietnam. And that is uh, mind-boggling, seeing mm-hmm. that. And th- that's all by the years. And then, of course, our Vietnam Memorial down uh, on the waterfront here right. has all the counties in the surrounding area with all the uh, individuals who died. And actually, there's a, a name that's going to go on that wasn't on there. Uh, when they did the research for the Vietnam Memorial here in Duluth, uh, sometimes where, where you enlisted... Uh, wasn't in the area here, so you didn't know that somebody had been killed in Vietnam. And we painstakingly, we worked with the St. Louis County Historical Society and other researchers because we wanted to make sure everybody is included. Oh, yeah. And there's been a, a, a couple of people that have been added to the wall down there. So Good. Pretty somber. Way pretty somber it. stuff. That's, I'm proud of you.
Well, Rick, hang around because you're going to be up next. Frenzy Man. After news with the Friday Fishing Frenzy. And, Neil, you get the weekend off, and we'll catch yep. you on Monday. Yeah, we'll be back Monday. You take care. Enjoy the uh, wet weather. Well, <laughs> that's, we didn't get to the forecast. Partly sunny today. There's a slight chance of showers and boomers yet this morning, but a better chance this afternoon already. And it'll be humid today. Not like it's yeah. uh, It's been pretty dry up until now. 80s inland today. Northeast winds, though, about 5 to 10, so we'll see how the downtown area fares. Yep, yep. And then over the weekend, looks like pretty much a rainy Saturday and a rainy Sunday. Well, thanks a lot for that forecast. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Right now, 68 at the airport, 68 downtown, 68 superior. Boy, When's I'll the last time they've been all 68, identical? 60. That's the year I graduated from high school. <laughs> there, yeah. right. uh, we got news next, and then uh, it's Rick Jordan on KDAL. Yeah.